8.43, and now, for Heads Up Monday, we gaze into the future, <laughs> albeit the near future. Just the uh, next few days, please, Aram Raw. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Alex. I have to say uh, that I like that theme tune. It does make me feel like the Terminator. I am from the future. I've come to tell you about that future. <laughs> well, you're going to have to come up with a nickname for yourself, unless you're just comfortable with Aram. Um, um, I don't know. T.A. maybe for okay. Aram. <laughs> very good. Yeah, very good. Um, what uh, stories have you brought with us? Because there, there, there's mm-hmm. several that you're going to... The way this is going to work is on a Monday morning, you're going to mm-hmm. take us through, this, like, literally, the stories that you think mm-hmm. are going to be drawing the most headlines this week. Indeed, indeed. Uh, to start off, Uh, not too much into the future, later on today actually, uh, we're going to start off with um, the process of the trial for the ex-environment minister Kim Eun-kyung and now she's uh, been detained on suspicion of abusing her power uh, by pressuring officials in her ministry uh, last year and the year before who were appointed by the previous Park Geun-hye administration to resign, now, obviously this is to Uh, as part of the Moon administration's efforts to kind of clear the pool, if you will, of uh, potential critics of the Moon administration. And um, yeah, as I said, this apparently happened between 2017 uh, up until early this year. Uh, the trial, uh, there is also a trial for Shin Misuk, who is a former presidential secretary for Balanced Personal Affairs. That's quite a mouthful. Uh, and she's alleged to have... Uh, practiced uh, some irregularities in hiring personnel. Um, She's accused of reprimanding environment uh, ministry officials last year after they dropped a candidate the Blue House recommended for an affiliated organization. Uh, The preparations for the trial, so not the actual trial itself, the preparations for the trial Uh, will start from today and they come about five months after their detention. Um, The allegations, of course, came to light after a whistleblower and a former prosecutor came Mm. out with these um, allegations. The the prosecution never far from headlines these days, former prosecutors Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously legal battles. The... Interesting terminology used before was clear the pool. Right. <laughs> because in the US we have drain the swamp. Right. But there is this criticism of hypocrisy, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. And uh, the critics uh, are accusing the Moon government of hypocrisy. So if we kind of refresh our memories to a few years ago, obviously the former Pakane administration were em- embroiled in this so called uh, culture blacklist. Uh, with many of the critics saying, well, isn't it the same, this environment, so-called blacklist, and this culture blacklist? Uh, but the Blue House says it, it isn't. Uh, the Blue House, the current Blue House anyway, is saying that uh, uh, Kim Eun-kyung was exercising her legal right to conduct audits on officials, in their words. And um, the cultural blacklist targeted actual cultural figures who were outside of the government, and this was an audit on officials inside the government. But obviously critics are still... saying they're pretty much the same thing. So they're accusing the Moon administration of hypocrisy, basically. One thing we obviously see a lot of is, Mm. from one administration to the next, these backlashes. Uh, Let's just hope they're justified. Mm. Uh, What have you got for us next? Right, we have a military event coming up. Uh, The 71st Armed Forces Day is coming up on Tuesday. Now, Korea's Air Force will, for the first time, be showcasing its F-35A stealth fighter jets to the public. 
they'll be unveiled at an airbase in Tegu during a ceremony to mark the Armed Forces Day. And now the showcase could include a Uh, possible flyby, obviously, because they're jets, so they want to show off what they're capable of. It's it's not just interesting from the point of view of admiring the jets, which I'm sure mm. will be interesting, right. but there's the political dimension here with mm. uh, trying to butter the US up during right. negotiations <laughs> over cost sharing. Obviously, because we had the UN General Assembly uh, not too long ago, uh, the, the summit with uh, Moon and Trump as well, so I think they... they signed a lot of deals during that assembly on the sidelines. A lot of business deals were made and of course Trump will be happy with these acquisitions of these F-35 fighter jets. Um, Yeah, and uh, South Korea has brought in eight of these American jets since March. Four more are expected to arrive by the end of the year. Now what's ironic is that these uh, stealth fighter jets have been induced quite stealthily by the South (laughs) Korean government. Um, and obviously this is to apparently, well, not obviously, but apparently to provo- uh, not provoke Pyongyang, which sees the jets as a threat. And now North Korea had threatened previously to, in their words, destroy all the F-35As arriving in South Korea. You know, if this was the other way around and we were admiring um, news headlines from abroad mm-hmm. uh, or trying to anticipate news headlines from abroad, you'd probably say, well, North Korea showing off some new jets this week. That could be provocative. Mm-hmm. So this will provoke Pyongyang, even if, the, yeah. even if things had been slightly under the radar before. Mm, exactly. And uh, the Defence Ministry, they're saying that uh, it's uh, a way, their way of saying... showing the people that the, uh, the South Korean military is completely capable of responding to any threats from all directions. They didn't mention North Korea by name. And um, yeah, so eyes will be on how North Korea reacts and it will be uh, most likely an angry response. Um, and especially at a time when the nuclear talks with uh, the US are in limbo as well. So we've uh, got so far, looking mm. forward this week, to mm-hmm. uh, a lot of political slash legal yes. drama, um, as well as... perhaps things heating up again on the North Korea front Mm. uh, and warming up maybe on the US front. We'll Mm -hmm, see. mm -hmm. Uh, But there's going to be more potential for political drama at home. Yeah, so another kind of judiciary scandal uh, that's been dominating the headlines so far. Uh, Obviously, I think you guys have touched upon this uh, early on in the show. This is Choguk's appointment uh, as Justice Minister. This is still ruffling a lot of feathers, especially in the opposition parties uh, and the LK, the Liberty Korea Party, Uh, There were huge protests over the weekend. Yeah, uh, but the the majority of the numbers were in favour of Chor. So you might have thought on the surface that they were protesting against him, but indeed those yellow yellow placards that... There was a sea of them. Yeah. Uh, they, I was quite surprised in... by that, actually. I didn't know the turnout would be that large. Right. But, yeah. And, but they were supporting c h o g u k And that would not have gone down very well at all with the Liberty Career Party. No, no. And uh, they did hold their own kind of protest uh, in response to that pro-Cho rally in k w a n g w o n Square. Kind of, it was kind of uh, reminiscent of the candlelight vigils. calling for Park Geun-hye's impeachment. It really was, visually. Well. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, uh, mm. the claim by the LKP that we touched on earlier mm. <laughs> was kind of a bit nonsensical, to be honest. The mm. idea that, that many of the people were actually festival-goers and had nothing to do with the protests, <laughs> but they happened to be holding these yellow placards. Right, well, I think the mood was quite festive. <laughs> right. Well, that was also <laughs> something similar yeah. to the Park Geun-hye's Exactly, protest. I mean... But but this is past tense. You're expecting this to play out this week as well? Yes. I am here to tell you of the future. So 
<laughs> Let's move on. Uh, the LKP are far from done with their protests uh, yet. Uh, the chairman, Hwang Gyuan, who is currently hairless because he shaved his head off in protest of Choguk's uh, um, nomina- nomination and appointment, um, he will kind of be organizing the largest uh, kind of anti Joe rally in Kwangamun on Thursday. Now, that is the National Foundation Day. I don't know if that is deliberate or if that is just a coincidence, but it falls on a Thursday and the, it'll, it'll be set to be the biggest rally uh, by the opposition anyway. And everyone from the conservative kind of political scre- uh, spectrum is expected to attend. Uh, meanwhile, on the same day, right-wing students will also hold an anti-government rally in t e a n g r o on the same day, the Maroniego uh, Park. Yeah, this idea of right-wing students. I I honestly Mm. think in some cases students aren't right-wing at all, but they're just concerned about uh, the the privilege that's being dished out to certain students. Um, And and we've heard that reflected Mm. on the show, but we'll be watching closely upon your advice. Uh, I believe you want to leave us with a couple of sporting look-aheads. Yes, let's uh, finish on a bit of a brighter note. So, same day Thursday, while these rallies are taking place, uh, the Korean Baseball League wildcard, the postseason, so we'll start with a wildcard game between the LG Twins and the NC Dinos, who are both uh, one seed apart. Uh, LG Twins seed number four and the Dinos at seed number five. The match starts at 2pm at Championship Stadium, the home of the Twins, and usually the higher-ranked team hosts the wildcard game. The Twins only need at least a tie to advance to the next round in the postseason. The Dinos must beat the Twins in two straight games. So if they win the first, it goes on to a second game, and they must win that as well. It's a very difficult battle um, uh-huh. here, having watched this since they introduced this five-team postseason system yeah. to, to go all the way. Yeah, so... Uh, It's really stacked against them. But yeah. The we'll ske- look ahead. Yeah, and the schedule will be determined by these wild uh, card games as well. And, yeah. We've got the comparison as well with MLB postseason. We, we heard mm-hmm. in our sport update earlier how um, Ryu Han Jin had just managed to achieve this amazing regular season mm. performance. They're doing quite well, aren't they, the South Koreans abroad? Yeah, particularly Mr. Ryu. Great that he's stayed mostly fit this season. Mm. Uh, So what's the schedule like there in the US? Uh, The schedule, uh, so 10 teams are heading into the postseason. The National League wildcard game uh, begins on Tuesday local time. That's between the Washington Nationals and the Milwaukee Brewers. The American League wildcard game, that is scheduled for the day after, between the Tampa Bay Rays and Oakland Athletics. Uh, And uh, the rest of the scheduling will come out uh, throughout the rest of the October month. And uh, Game 1 of the 2019 World Series is scheduled for Tuesday, October 22nd. Even for those who are not huge baseball fans, that's... Mm. A treat to yes. look forward to. The only difference, really, say, between the Super Bowl is that it's played out over, over a festival of games. Right, exactly. So, so it doesn't quite a bit get of a the marathon same fever pitch drama. Right, right. Um, thank you very much, Adam. Thank you, Alex. Really good to have you with us today with this new segment, Heads Up Monday. Mm-hmm. Make good. sure that we're never kept out of the loop. Um, by the way, sp- speaking of keeping everyone in the loop, let me just take this moment... Um, at the end of our show today, our first show of this morning of the new fall season to tell you about what else we've got coming up. Uh, as uh, TBS EFM ushers in this autumnal season, here are some of the shows that you don't want to miss, starting from Life 
abroad with Nasung Yan right after this program at 9 a.m. Uh, also, if you're into podcasting, check out Super Radio at 11 a.m., full of various contents from Korean language to food, travel, and more on the trendiest topics. Also, big changes that uh, English program is back. In those early evenings, 6 p.m., we've got another fresh program for you, The Scoop, giving you news updates along with music for your commute home. Stay tuned for all of that and more, including, as I said, uh, Life Abroad with Na Sung Yan in just a few moments. Thank you very much um, if you've been joining us this morning for the first time. This has been actually uh, one of the biggest seasonal changes that we've gone through in this morning with loads of segment changes, uh, but also some really special interviews. And we're going to be bringing you more in that vein throughout this week. So please do stay with us if you're an older listener, uh, not necessarily in terms of age, but chronologically speaking, then uh, hopefully you've enjoyed some of that as well in terms of freshening up. Um, We will continue tomorrow from 7 a.m. Um, let me also say thank you to our producer Christina So, our writers Cha Kyung Mi and Lee Myung Joo we've got uh, on the way shortly for you then this new show looking forward to hearing it myself Life Abroad with Na Sung Young